The revenge series against the Rockers is complete as the Cardinals chew up and spit out Colorado with a three-game sweep. We'll break down both the game on Wednesday and today's game and what the Cardinals did in this series that made me believe even more in them as a playoff contender. Plus, the legend of Albert Pujols continues to grow. Is 700 career home runs suddenly a realistic possibility? It's all on today's episode of Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Cardinal fans. I'm J.D. Haffern. I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou and a lifetime Cardinals fan. And I am your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio. Follow the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. I want to thank those of you who make Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. You can subscribe on uh, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, on YouTube. Be sure to like and subscribe and comment so you can interact with us. Over 1,400 subscribers now on YouTube and climbing. So I uh, want to thank all of you guys for being a part of that. That is awesome. If you're not on YouTube yet, uh, please join. It, it, it's nice. You know, Not only do you get to see my ugly mug, but uh, you also get to interact and stuff in the comments section, which is always uh, kind of fun as well. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans of baseball all the info about the birds on the bat. A little bit later of a show today, obviously, because we had the game last night and then we had a game today. But didn't that feel good? Didn't it, guys? After dropping two of three to the Rockies in Colorado last week, the Cardinals do what they needed to do and what they are expected to do. And that is defeat a bad team and do it convincingly. Now, the Colorado Rockies are not a good team. Nobody's going to confuse these guys with the 27 Yankees or anything. They are just slightly better than the teams that most of us would say tanked on purpose this season, like the Nationals, the A's, the Tigers, although they didn't tank, they just stink in general. The Reds, the Cubs, you know who they are. These are the types of teams that they are better than, which is why losing twice to them last week was so disheartening. Granted, they're a, a better team at Coors Field in Denver. We we gave you the stats on that. But still, you expect more out of a playoff caliber team like the Cardinals when they play against teams like this. But the boys bounced back over the weekend. They took two of three from the Brewers, who are now looking up at the Cardinals in the NL Central after leading for most of the year. And starting with Tuesday, the Cardinals began a stretch of 11 straight games against teams who are below 500, while the Brewers had to face the Dodgers who are just blasting teams left and right and have the best record of baseball. Here's where you can make up ground, and the Cardinals did just that. Tuesday, they eke out a win, but it was an exciting win, and it was an important win because, as I mentioned mentioned on Wednesday, um, it was the young guys who had to step up, the guys that surround the veterans like Goldschmidt and Arenado and Pujols and uh, Molina it was guys like Carlson, O'Neill, Kisner, Newt Bar. They figured out to, a way to win it in the ninth inning. They got the job done. It was a big win, a big win for the team. Uh, Quintana, another strong outing since coming over from Pittsburgh. So it was a good victory, even though it was a lot closer than you wanted it to be. Now, Wednesday, it was the other big pitching acquisition. Jordan Montgomery getting his third start since coming over from the Yankees, who in hindsight have got to be punching themselves in the junk after trading Montgomery and seeing what he's been doing since he joined the Cardinals, where Harrison Bader still injured, not helping the Yankees whatsoever, while Montgomery 
has been fantastic since he's uh, come over to the Cardinals. The Cardinals get two in the bottom of the first after Newbar works a seven-pitch leadoff walk, and that's something I've really been noticing the last two games. And the the guys in front of Goldie and Arenado, they're getting on base. We we talked about how leadoff hitters have been a problem for the team in recent memory. Uh, whether it's been Newt Carlson, O'Neill. Brandon Donovan, whatever combination Ali throws out there recently, they're starting to make life a little bit more miserable for the pitchers who then have to face the meat of this order with runners on base. And if that continues to happen, then this offense, it's going to become lethal. And you, and you saw it get a little crazy today. So uh, this is back on Wednesday's game. Newt walks, Donovan singles. Then the Nolans get to work. Arnado, ground rule double. one nothing Redbirds. Nolan Gorman, ground rule double. 2 to nothing. Before we get further into this, do we have a nickname for the Nolans yet? Has anybody come up with one? I haven't seen or heard one yet that's stuck. Um, one that I, I've kicked around with some of the people. These kind of suck, and I know they're not great, but one of them was uh, Nolo. Nolo! Like, you know, YOLO, but Nolan instead. Okay. Uh, keep Nolan, Nolan, Nolan. Like Limp Biscuits rolling? Yeah? No? Maybe? I guess we kind of need three Nolans if we're going to do it. Nolan, Nolan. I don't know. See, I'm not good at this stuff, but perhaps you guys can come up with some some better nicknames for Gorman and Arenado being the two Nolans on the team. If so, drop them down below in the comments on YouTube or uh, hit me up on Twitter. That would be cool. Anyways, 2 to nothing, Redbirds. Top of the third. Rockies get a couple uh, quick singles. Montgomery strikes out the next guy, but then he misses over the plate to Blackman. who singles uh, one in, making it 2-1. to one. But Montgomery gets his crap together, induces the 4-6-3 double play, but it's 2-1. to one. Cardinals, we move ahead to the bottom of five, and Donovan leads off with a single. Then Goldie does the same. Donovan goes to third. Arenado hits a missile to third that's caught, which sucks. But Gorman comes up, and the rookie gets just enough of a fastball to pull it over to the first base side. But it's not hit too hard. So uh, Gorman hustles, beats out the double play turn, allows Donovan to score. It's 3-1. to one. And you got to appreciate the hustle of course, by Nolan Gorman there, but putting the ball in play in general, which is something that he doesn't often do. <laughs> he strikes out a lot. We know this with Nolan Gorman, and we accept this. It's part of his game, and it's fine, okay? He's going to strike out a lot. He's going to hit a lot of home runs, but in this case, he didn't do either of those things. He actually just got the job done, which I appreciate. Uh, top of six, Montgomery gets in a little bit of trouble. He hits the leadoff hitter, then a single. Maddox comes out, settles him down. By the way, how does how does Mike Maddox not have a sponsorship with White Claw? You know, he comes out and puts the claw onto the pitcher's shoulder every time he comes out. Always, uh, it's got to be an issue for like guys who don't like getting touched at all. You know, there's some people who just don't like it. Like, don't, don't hug me, don't touch me. It's probably it's got to bother some people, but Maddox gets away with it. But uh, back to the situation here, because it just seems like a layup, right? The White Claw and Maddox together. Making money. Uh, Rockies all-star CJ Crone comes up next. He gets ahead 2-0. And we're all like, oh, poop. This isn't going to be good. But Montgomery prevails. Gets Crone to hit it over to Mr. Platinum Gold Glove Award winner Arenado, who starts the 5-4-3 double play. Huge right there. Huge. You got a righty coming up. So Ali goes out to pull Montgomery, who genuinely did not want to leave this game. He looked absolutely upset <laughs> that he was getting pulled. Um, but he has to leave because the manager said so. And there's that two visit to the mound and one inning roll. So Jordan reluctantly walks off the mound three to one lead. Andre Palante comes in, gets the ground out final line on Montgomery, five and two thirds, one run, six hits, eight punchies. Great, great showing. 
you got to like that. Cards tack on a run in the seventh on an RBI single by Gorman and in the eighth on an RBI double by Donovan. So the real story here, uh, Palante shutting down the Rockies for two and a third on just 26 pitches. That's getting it done, dude. That's fantastic. People wonder why he's not in the rotation, but what an asset he's been in the bullpen. So it's, it seems like anywhere you put him, he's going to succeed, which is great. You like to hear that. I don't know, my thing's going off in the background. I have no idea what sets that off. So I have this thing that is, uh, it's it's Darth Vader, and it's plugged in in the back there, and you can, like, clap, and then, it, it, you know, the old clapper thing, and the lights will go on. And he'll randomly go off all the time. I don't know if I got a ghost in the house or whatever, but he just went off in the background. So sorry about that. But anyway, Palante, rotation, good. Bullpen, good. You're kind of hoping that either Dakota Hudson or you get uh, Jack Flaherty back in the rotation to kind of stabilize things in that number five spot. And you can leave Palante out there in the bullpen, which he's been phenomenal. Uh, Gallegos finishes the ninth. It's a five to one victory all around solid effort by the whole team, especially the pitching staff, which uh, took us into today's game and a chance to sweep and sweep the leg. They did. That's why I'm wearing this shirt today. They did it Cobra Kai style, including another. I can't believe I just saw that moment from Albert Pujols in today's game. We're going to break it down next on Locked on Cardinals. Now, we got to talk about something kind of serious here. You're hanging out with some friends. Put this image in your head. You're hanging out with some friends. You're putting back a few drinks. Eh, Everything's good. A few becomes a few too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride, but nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. No big deal. What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst thing that could happen? Your insurance goes up. Well, how about you lose your license? You lose your job. That's not good. You total your car. Even worse, you kill someone. The absolute worst. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. That's what they're doing it for. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Really think about it again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. So today's game had uh, Uncle Charlie, Adam Wainwright, on the bump as the cards attempt to sweep the Rockies. And part of my French, but this was an arse-kicking from the beginning. I don't know if I can say the word donkey, you know, the bad word for it. So I'm not going to, but oh my gosh, the righty Antonio Sensatella got the start for Colorado. It wasn't pretty for him at, at all. New bar leads off with a single to the right side. Donovan bloops one over to the left side for a single. Then Goldschmidt singles back to the right side. Already it's one to nothing in the first inning. Arenado grounds out, run scores two to nothing. Gorman whiffs, but O'Neill two out single to the right side. Three to nothing, we're off and running. And you got to love that. Just bang, right off the bat, you just come out and you just, boom, just just go for it. Smashing the ball all over, left, right. No part of the field is safe. Bottom of second, Edmund doubles, new grounds out to second. But again, because I, I love the, the, the basic things in the game of baseball, he grounds out to second, but it moves the runner over, which is very important and pleases me immensely because he does the job. Basic baseball stuff, pulling the ball to the right side, moves a runner over. That's how you play the game. It's not always about just home runs and stuff. Like sometimes you got to do the little small things 
to get the job done. But it's also important because Donovan comes up next and grounds it to first. And in a site that was eerily similar to the injury that Stephen Matt suffered in Cincinnati, it happens to Sensatella, unfortunately, as his leg kind of buckles as he gets caught in between deciding whether or not he wants to field the ball while he's running to the first base side or he just wants to go all the way over to first base. I mean, it's weird that it was just like what Stephen Matz did. And the leg buckles, oh, it's not good. He crumbles to the grass. Donovan is safe at first. A run scores, and that's great for the Cardinals. But unfortunately, Sensatella, he's done. He needs help to get off the field, and he, he grabs for the knee right away, which is never a great sign. You hope his fate is better than Matt's where he tore something, but it didn't look good guys. Uh, back to baseball, former Cardinal Austin Gomber. He has to come in for Sensatella. Goldie says, welcome to the party, pal. Doubles to left center on a, a ball, which eh, perhaps should have been caught, but it's a double. It's a double in the box score. Instead run scores five to nothing Cardinals onto the third inning where things get really fun. So the young guns get it going. Gorman leads off six-pitch walk. Dude is starting to look really comfortable at the plate, and I friggin' love it. Then O'Neal walks. He's also starting to get into a nice little groove here. You can see the confidence building up in these young guys. Carlson says, enough of this walking nonsense. I want to hit you, cowards. Throw the ball over the plate. They do. He singles up the middle. Gorman scores at 6-0. Molina whiffs, but Carlson steals second base. Then Edmund comes up empty, striking out. That makes two down. New bar falls into an 0-2 hole, but Newt being Newt, he battles back. He ends up drawing the walk. The left-handed hitting Brendan Donovan is set to come up next, but Ollie says, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. I remember something. I got a guy back here. I got a dude on the bench who murders lefties. How about we give him a shot? Give him a chance to swing the lumber. So Donovan is replaced by the immortal Albert Pujols, who comes out of the dugout to a standing ovation. Everybody remembers what he did on Sunday against the Brewers, even though he's played since then and had a hit in that game. But everybody's remembering the home runs. That's all everybody's thinking about. My mom, she agreed with the move here. She texts me, finally. She's mad when Albert doesn't get to hit every inning. So who can blame her? The dude's been not red hot, but white hot at the plate recently. So um, Gomber's first pitch is a change up away. Why? Because he's scared to death. It's Albert Pujols up at the plate. And it's not fat, overweight Albert Pujols anymore. It's Albert Pujols, the future Hall of Famer. He's up there. And he's still afraid, and he should be, because the next pitch throws a fastball low and in. Albert's eyes light up. He sees it, swats it on a line over the wall in left field for a pinch hit grand slam. Are you kidding me? Exit Velo of 105.1 Bush Stadium erupts. Some lucky kid in left field has like a heart attack after getting the ball. You see him all excited, jumping around. He's all going crazy. Everybody's losing their mind. The cards are up 10 to nothing now. Career home run number 690, his 11th of the season, and his seventh in his last 30 games. It's his 16th career grand slam, which ties him with a couple of familiar names. You may have heard of uh, Babe Ruth, Hank Aaron, Dave Kingman. Some big names right there. It's his first pinch hit grand slam of his career, though. My favorite description of this move that uh, Ollie made was by the Athletics Katie Wu, who tweeted, Ollie Marmel straight up chose violence with this decision and looks like a genius. And he does. It's now 10-0 Cardinals. Rockies might as well wave a white mercy flag. But this is the pros. Manager Bob Black can't do that. 
It's not allowed, so the massacre continues. In the bottom of the fifth, Dylan Carlson gets a leadoff single, and fan favorite Lars Newtbar hits a two-out, two-run shot into right field, his sixth stinger of the season. That makes it 12 to nothing. What's going on on the mound? Oh, yeah, by the way, 40-year-old Adam Wainwright just mowing down the Rockies. Seven innings, allows just three hits, walks none, seven punchies. No big deal. Just a day at the office for Wainwright. Uh, bottom of the seventh, Carlson gets a leadoff walk. Noticed uh, a lot of those the last two games by the Cardinals hitters, and I love it. You guys stay patient up there. Make these pitchers come to you. You don't have to jump at the first pitch that's inside the strike zone. It's okay. You get three of them. You don't have to swing at all of them. Molina strikes out again. He might as well just not have a bat these days and just walk up there in his catcher's equipment to save some time. But he's still Yachty. We love him, so carry on. Uh, Edmund grounds into a force out. Newtbar walks again, which brings in Albert. And no, he doesn't hit another home run, you greedy bastards. But he does rip a single to left, scoring Edmund. It's Pujols' fifth RBI of the day. It's 13 to nothing. And assist Cabrera and Chris Stratton. Damn glad to beat you. Come in and throw scoreless eighth and ninth innings. The Cardinals win it. 13 zip. They sweep the Rockies. Wainwright picks up win number nine on the season. His ERA drops to 3.11. The Cardinals do exactly what they should do. After the uh, tough win Tuesday, they outscore the Rockies 18 to one in the next two games. They get them down. They step on their throats and okay, maybe added a slight little kick to the Franken beans while they were there, but that's what you got to do against bad teams. You don't give them hope. And it's games like this where they just destroy a team that makes me believe in them more as a playoff team going further. You don't like to see them eke out wins against bad teams. You like to see them just pummel them, just destroy them. Leave no doubt that you were the better team on that field. And that's what they did today. Four wins in a row, seven in their last 10. The Brewers won again over the Dodgers today. So it's still a three-game lead in the division as the team heads to Arizona to battle the Diamondbacks this weekend. Up next, we have more on Albert's push for 700. I mean, the guy, he's something else. I'm amazed almost every time he comes to the plate. And uh, we're going to talk more about the rebirth of Albert Pujols in St. Louis on Locked on Cardinals. We'll do that next. First, though, I want to ask you, are you struggling with a bloated belly? It's a horrible feeling, isn't it? Ugh. Uncomfortable digestive issues? Not good. Tired? Sluggish? Is that how you're feeling lately? Here's the thing. Good chance you might be dealing with an overworked liver. Yeah, it's true. The liver is the body's metabolic furnace. It's responsible for flushing out harmful toxins and igniting your fat-burning metabolism. But thanks to modern diets, rich in unhealthy processed food and constant exposure to thousands of man-made and environmental toxins, most of us are dealing with the overworked livers. But now you can rejuvenate your liver health and reignite your metabolism thanks to Liver Health Formula, by Pure Health Research, Liver Health Formula contains eight liver-boosting super nutrients. Turmeric, beet, artichoke extract, things that are good for you, all of which work together to wake up that sluggish liver. And then, not only wake it up, but turn it into the toxin-flushing and fat-burning machine that you need. No more bloated belly, no more uncomfortable digestion, no more feeling tired and low on energy all the time, which sucks. Nobody wants that. You want to enjoy life. You want to be awake. You want to have energy. Best of all, Liver Health Formula makes it easier to maintain a healthy body weight long term. Instead of having that fluctuating weight up and down, up and down, which drives people nuts, it's going to help even that out. As a listener of our show, Locked on Cardinals, you could try Liver Health Formula risk-free today. That's right. 
risk-free today and get a free bottle of Curb Fit with your order. Curb Fit is a safe and all-natural appetite suppressant, making it easy to say no to the naughty foods. This makes it the perfect complement to liver health formula. So go to getliverhelp.com slash MLB so you can learn more. Very simple. Again, that's getliverhelp.com slash MLB to try liver health formula completely risk-free, and you get to claim that free bottle of Curb Fit with your order. Bonus. Go to getliverhelp.com slash MLB now to get started today. Albert Pujols does it again on Thursday. Grand Slam. Ignites the team, even though they were up 6-0 already, but it just, he's he's a difference maker this season, and especially recently. But I want to take you back to when Albert Pujols was signed this offseason. A lot of people, very skeptical about the move. It was a publicity stunt, they said. He's overweight. He's slow. He's just going to take at-bats away from younger players. The thing is, all of that is true. It was a publicity stunt. Management knew that signing Albert would be an automatic ticket seller. They knew it. Not that they need help selling tickets at Bush Stadium usually, but this helps. You knew it was going to be his last season. Yachty's last season. Maybe Wainwright's. Had the three amigos ride off together in one final year in a Cardinal uniform. It's smart. Very, very smart. Um, He was overweight last year. He looked huge in his final years with the Angels and last year with the Dodgers. He had a big old gut. He didn't look like an athlete whatsoever. Part of that due to injuries, he's had a lot of lower body injuries, so makes it hard to do any kind of cardio, I'm sure. You know, that plantar fasciitis he was dealing with that Bader's got now. Uh, Poole's been dealing with that for a long time, so a lot of extra weight on the body there. Um, and he's never really been fast, so people calling him slow, who cares? Uh, but he dedicated himself this offseason, and he looked much better than I thought he would when he arrived at spring training. I was pleasantly surprised when I saw him in the uniform for the first time. I was like, oh, wait a minute. He, he looks like he's in pretty good shape. And yet, he has taken bat- at-bats away from younger players, specifically guys like Juan Yepes, who's a, a right-handed hitter. Not great in the field, so he would have been a good DH, but Pujols is going to get those right-handed bat DH uh, at bat. So um, all of this was correct coming in. People were saying it all, and it was all true. And early on, things weren't really that rosy for Albert and the team. Albert, yeah, he'd hit the random hit, maybe even a home run in the early months, but his average in May was 188. And in June, it was 158. It was worse with only four home runs and 17 RBIs to his name. 700 career home runs, nowhere in sight. I remember talking on this show with Lucas at the time in July, asking about 700. We're like, no, no shot, no shot. This isn't going to happen. But none of us were happy about this. I don't know anybody who took pride and joy in watching Albert struggle. This wasn't how we wanted to see our hero go out. It reminded me of like Switch in the Matrix before Cypher started pulling the plug on the group when uh, they were all trapped in the Matrix. And she was like, not like this, not like this. That's not how we wanted to see Albert go out. But then the All-Star break happened. And I'm assuming Albert, he got to feel the love of the fans and the love from the players around the league. Remember when they all surrounded him during the Home Run Derby? What a great moment that was, right? And I think that I think it helped remind him of how special he was 
to everyone in the game. And instead of being some old fart embarrassing himself on national TV that night, he became one of the stars of the Home Run Derby. And since then, instead of the L.A. Albert that we saw for a decade with the Angels and then last year with the Dodgers, it's been the St. Louis Albert. In July, he sat up like the Undertaker in a casket match, hitting 320 with three home runs. And now in August, he's hitting 417 with four home runs and 11 RBIs. He's got 11 home runs on the season now. So he's up to 690 total home runs. Just six home runs behind Alex Rodriguez, who we all hope he passes because steroid Alex Rodriguez. Nobody wants to see him up there anymore anyway. But he's now 10 shy of 700, just 10 shy now. So what seemed like a long shot at the beginning of the season is now a distinct possibility with 45 regular season games remaining. After hitting his 500th and his 600th home runs as a member of the Angels, wouldn't it just be poetic and sweet if number 700 came with the Cardinals this season? We'll all have to stay tuned to find out. And believe me, we're all watching. Because he's been musty TV in this last month. Once again, thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen. Now make your second listen to Locked On MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked On MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Cards head to Arizona begin a uh, road trip. This weekend against the Diamondbacks, they're not a very good team, so hopefully they'll be able to uh, be better on the road than they have been. We know how great they've been at home, but on the road, it's been a bit of a struggle. So uh, we'll be coming back at you tomorrow, and uh, we'll preview the series against the Diamondbacks. We'll also talk about Paul Goldschmidt tomorrow. Paul Goldschmidt, Triple Crown? Is that gonna? Is that a thing? Can Paul Goldschmidt pull it off? We'll talk about it tomorrow. Remember, you're the best fans in baseball for a reason. We'll see you next time right here on Locked On Cardinals. 